people don't talk about the internet like they talk about Bitcoin. It is the it is the rails that we build a commerce on top of, and all, all it powers communication. It's just an open communication platform that everything else was built on top. Bitcoin is is that platform that everything's going to be built on top. That's dope. This podcast is sponsored by Vald. Please stay tuned for more information on this amazing company later in the episode. What's up, everybody? I'm Scott Melker, and this is the Wolf of All Streets podcast, where two times every single week I talk to your favorite personalities from the worlds of Bitcoin, finance, trading, music, art, sports, basically anyone with a good story to tell. And this time I have a guest who's been on the show, I believe, twice before. So this is probably round three. And this is the first time, because we launched the show right before COVID, that we've actually been able to do a podcast sitting live here at Bitcoin Miami 2022. And couldn't have a better guest, of course, than the author of The Price of Tomorrow, Jeff Booth. Jeff, we're here, we did it, but you uh, are, have not been coming from home to get here, right? You were just in El Salvador. Yeah. Can you tell me about that? Because I haven't made the trip yet. And Yeah, it was incredible. This, uh, this year we decided with COVID and everything, so we decided to put the kids in online school and travel the entire year. Um, so we've been a couple trips home as well in between, but but one of those trips we planned on doing was El Salvador. And so we just got back, actually flew in yesterday uh, to Miami and wow, it was incredible. So talk about what it's like on the ground because we get this, I think, strange sort of media false um, impression, I'm sure, of everything that's happening there, both on the positive. extremist side, positive and negative. Yeah, and, and I think that's impo important. Uh, so my wife and kids were with with me, and, and and I would say they were hesitant because you heard about the gang violence, and you heard about in the news. It's 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 it, it, it consumed the news before we went. We still decided to go, and and it felt it wasn't like that at all. So it felt safe. It felt we went we traveled to Santa Ana do a volcano hike. We went to to uh, to a lake. We went boating on a lake. We went surfing. We kind of into I went into San Salvador for for some meetings with officials um, and I did a I did a YPO speech there to the YPO group in San Salvador. Um, and I felt safe, completely safe the whole time. It is. It's earlier than so. So Bitcoin isn't why isn't widely accepted everywhere. That was the next question. Are you seeing this massive Bitcoin presence, yeah. every store, every you know but gas station? But it is impossible not to see the hope, and and so it, and and that's just like anything that's that's new and starting. There's some confusion over it. But it, um, even at Bitcoin Beach, not every single uh, vendor would take uh, Bitcoin. But but for those that do, and for the people that are understanding this, uh, just it, it, it's just when you see hope through people's eyes and what they're do, what they're doing, it's just amazing. So it's so it's early, um, but but really positive. Was the feeling that the people who aren't taking it or who aren't participating because they just haven't gotten there yet, or did they have a bad experience? You know, some customer came up and they couldn't figure out how to use their Lightning wallets, and so so it's it's mostly uh, it's it's mostly just an adoption curve. People don't un, uh, people uh, it, it, it Bitcoin 
might be hard to understand. It might be harder to understand if you're in El Salvador and you've never trusted the, a system and you're trying, uh, uh, you're not banked and everything. And so, so I actually believe that that's actually what all the entrepreneurs are doing. They're creating, they're creating product market fit that make adoption better. So, so when we teach, when people teach Bitcoin about all of the, uh, the what we do, that's really hard for people to grab onto and say, now I want to use this as my main thing. Right. Right. And 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 I'm going to shift every, all my attention from something to the to the new thing. And and I use an example often. It, the Palm Pilot was similar to the iPhone. It was just earlier and it, it was clunky. When the iPhone worked and it removed all the friction, everybody used it. And so the, that product market fit, which is largely in the, uh, which is in the entrepreneurial domain of creating great companies, is going to be the thing that drives adoption like crazy. And so some of those, like some of the wallets, the, the Chivo wallet, isn't, it's okay, but it's not, it, it, it's not as good as Moon Wallet. Right. So, so you're getting, but I also went to a Bitcoin meetup there. I, I met a guy, um, he calls himself the Bitcoin taxi. Um, and he created a, he, he dirt poor taxi driver. Um, and he created a business be calling himself the Bitcoin taxi where now he employs many taxi drivers um, and awesome. everybody, everybody uses them. So there's, so there's, and, and then now he's telling other people and, uh, about how it's changed his life. And so you just see this, it's really exciting, really exciting. And I think what you described is sort of a microcosm for the growth of technology in general, but of Bitcoin everywhere. We just have a UX, UI, and marketing problem. Exactly. Like we just need to pay better PR, right? You still, we still can't explain to your average 50-something or 60-something person. We can get them there, I think, on the importance of it as an asset, but how to actually use it. Listen, you and I are down this rabbit hole probably as far as it goes. I don't want to only use Bitcoin to transact in my life. Yeah. I, funny enough, I actually am now getting to the point where I want to, and I'm going to spend more time uh, working on top of businesses that are, uh, that are all in. I'm going to spend more of my time, energy, everything else supporting that ecosystem because buying it is not enough. No. Uh, it is for some people, yeah. but that's not what's going to bring it to a full level of, of mainstream adoption. So. Obviously, you're, you had the experience of being in El Salvador, but there's sort of the macro surrounding everything that's happening there. The delay of the Bitcoin bond, of course, the IMF pushback. The United States, I just saw Congress people are trying to pose legislation in the United States about El Salvador, which, what, what's your take on the reaction to this move by El Salvador? It, it, it's a it's a pretty if you look at any business what is a what does a monopoly business do when when a technology threatens their business oh. it's exactly the same thing so a monopoly business is it tries to use their monopoly to crush the business and and in this type in in bitcoin sense it's just that's what's happening at a higher level in the world and most people don't understand that and when there's a technology that provides a 10 times improvement for people's lives that's decentralized, nothing can stop it. So, so, so we will go through iterations of this for a long time as IMF comes in. But, but, but El Salvador was a crack in the dam. You're gonna see at this conference, you're gonna be, see other cracks. Oh, big ones. Um, in, in that dam, and it's, it's ultimately un unstoppable. And more, more important, 
why would you want to stop a technology that that provided this type of power and abundance to to be, to, to people? So you, to stop it, you have to be you have to be offside on truth. And so so will that continue to happen? Do I understand why? The monetary policy in the world looks like it does, and what it what it, uh, will, what it looks like, and will that continue? And will the powers that be try to stop it? Absolutely, it won't. It, it can't be stopped. I, I literally feel like that could be the new uh, marketing campaign for governments. United States offside on truth, right? I mean, it's literally what they do. It's their business, as you said. It's sort of a monopoly, but. That brings us, I guess, to the monetary policy that you talk about and we talk about, obviously, all the time and is probably the reason that you fell down this rabbit hole in, in the first place. But you've almost looked like a prophet at this point, right? I mean, you've been talking about this, beating this drum for years. And even the previous times that we talked, transitory, not really a problem, under control, 2% target. We haven't talked since they've admitted that inflation is actually a problem, the Fed has turned hawkish. So having seen this coming for so long, I know it's not an I told you so moment, but what's your feeling now on, on seeing it in, in real time? Yeah, and, and I want to be careful because it's not, I don't want to say I told you so, but this is something even before the book I was talking for 10 years on. In fact, one of the central bankers, the previous Central Bank of Canada was just on TV talking about where we are in this cycle. Um, and, and I had a conversation with him in 2016 because I was on the Cana uh, Canadian Business Roundtable. And so a private conversation it, it had access to everybody. And I had a conversation about my thesis about technology being deflationary and it's two different systems. And he, he said, what would you have us do? And I realized at that point, our institutions don't have a clue. They, and I, they, don't no. have a clue. And so we, we trust that our institutions are looking after our best interests, but they're just as likely to be to miss how fast technology is moving as us. And so when when he said that, and I realized, and I just I just did the math. I did all the probabilities of what would happen on the existing system, and what would happen on on, on a new system. And I realized my kids were going to grow up in a really polarized world. And that's 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 actually one of the things that gave me the impetus to write the book. Because, because nobody was talking about these two systems. You had, you had a free market driven by technology where we all vote with our time to use technology that gives us more value. And that, that must be deflationary. It has to be, because we vote for it. We, we, spend, we wouldn't use Zoom if it didn't give us more value. We wouldn't, and, and that value now can touch millions of people all over the world where it didn't be before. We wouldn't use Google if it didn't give us more value. All of these things that give us more value create deflation. Yeah. And so if you have a system that has to work in the opposite direction and has to drive inflation, then you can see what's going to happen. And you can see, and you can, you can probability event everything that's coming on both sides because you have one system going this way and you have one system that essentially has to match that. And even, even Scott, when you say that inflation deflation debate, people are saying, okay, where are we here? How much is inflation going to be this quarter? And here's a, just a first principle, simple question. What would it look like if no governments were able to print money? What, there wouldn't be inflation. Right. right? It, it, there would be, every market would collapse to zero. Everything would unwind. Um, and cash would be super valuable, but not cash that you think you have in the bank, because that would unwind too. 
the cash you have under your mattress. Because, um, and, and so that's what would happen, but that failing of the entire market structure, everything that's built on top of it that we live in, um, is impossible for governments to say, I'm gonna let this happen. So they're, by de facto, they have to keep printing. They have to keep printing more and more and exponentially more, which is what you're seeing in inflation. Right, we're seeing an inflation, but the Fed is turning more hawkish and talking about rate raises. But is it, I mean, it, it's impossible, right? Especially, I mean, let's put it in context of the fact that we're in a, at least in the United States, we're in an election year, yeah. right? And so what happens if they allow this to continue to get out? They become too hawkish. They stop inflation, which they can't. Anyways, everyone loses their job, right? We go into a massive recession or depression and there's not a single. Yeah. The entire, it, it, every bank fails. There's there's no food on grocery stores. You can't go to the hospital. Everything fails. The 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 information layer between all money is is information, and so as people are corrupting it. So, but if you stop that more, the the counterparty risk around what people think is money and it's only credit. So if if you allow the credit to contract, it just keeps on contracting. So, if, so, so the Fed is right now, and, and, and you, see, you see stock market valuation off, risk on, risk off, all over the place, because the Fed is trying to pretend that they have an ammunition to be able to, to, to stop printing, but they can't. So they're going to have to do yield curve control. They're going to have to come in with massive monetary stimulus. I can't tell you the time of that. I can't tell you what, when that looks like, but I can tell you if they don't, you're going to see cascading collapse all around the world of, of, of bank failures. Free market, right? right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Bitcoin's the last free market. Yeah, yeah. It's, right. it really is. And even, even it, um, it, uh, it, it, is a, it is a free market, but it is influenced by all of these policies. Right. Well, it's impossible to live in this world without that influence. So that said, does the increasing adoption by institutions, governments, and all these things give you any pause or cause, cause for concern? When we started, it was peer-to-peer -peer cash. It was short the bankers, long Bitcoin. We cheer when they come in and the price goes up, but that, as you said, sort of makes it even more tied to what's happening in the macro situation. Do you think that Bitcoin being you know, controlled by Wall Street, that won't happen, won't but happen. that won't happen. But that narrative, do you think that we're at risk of the asset uh, having if, problems? If people self-custody, we're at no risk. If people are taking this off exchange and self-custodying and, and, and more and more people doing peer-to-peer, -peer, there's no, no risk. Um, it's, uh, and, and, and a lot of people mistake money in Bitcoin for influence in Bitcoin. And they're two totally different things. Um, the the only way eventually to gain more Bitcoin is providing is is going to be to provide value to somebody else in their terms. That's the only way to, you're going to be able to make get more Bitcoin after or buy it from somebody else for uh, for more than they paid. But eventually, um, it is going to be you're going to have to provide value to them, and it will look like a completely free market. And that mean what that means, and it's I, I don't think people can see that far um, but what what that means is every single test onto Bitcoin all these entrepreneurs building on top and what will to be to be to come and I can see some of these things are really exciting that what what's to come even if you hate Bitcoin 
it forces prices down everywhere. Yeah. Right. It's a free market and, and it forces the abundance gained from technology to be most broadly distributed. Guys, I have a serious question for you. How much interest are you earning in your bank account? Is it 0.00001% or something similar? We all know by now that there's a better way in crypto, but you want to be using the best platform possible, and that is Vault. I have been using it myself now for quite a while, earning the highest interest rates in the industry. 12.68% on stablecoin, 6.7% on ETH and Bitcoin, and earning yield on a ton of other assets. But it's so much more than that, guys. They have a robust exchange. You can swap your coins. And they have the amazing automatic investment plan where you can dollar cost average. Or more importantly, buy the dip automatically. We know that when the dip actually comes, nobody buys it because they're scared. Well, you can automate that process now with Vault. Guys, this platform is absolutely incredible. It does everything. They're backed by Pantera and Coinbase Ventures. You really can't ask for anything more. And if you use the link right down below, you get a 40% kickback on trading fees, 5% commission on interest payouts, and 5% commission on loan interest. Guys, sign up right now at thewolfofallstreets.info slash vault. That's V-A-U-L-D. Do it now, seriously. Okay, so you have a solution, right? You wrote an entire book about it. You know what a utopian world would theoretically look like. And, and just before you say that, I, 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 there is no such thing as utopia. In uh, it's a mindset, of and so, but uh, but because because as humans, we want to solve the next problem. Can we ever get there with this runaway train? Now, we've discussed this before. Two thousand eight, maybe they had a chance. A bit of a chance. What would the world look like in 2022 if they had let the banks fail, not had stimulus? We would have had a major depression, obviously, but would we be better off in 2022 now than with the current situation after all of that stimulus for 14, 15 years? The interesting thing on this, and, and Dalio talks about this, Dalio, I think, mistakes what Bitcoin is and what the transition mechanism is in a big in fundamental deal. We can talk about it, but, but he talks about this thing. Uh, that over time you get these long-term debt cycles that have to be reset. In 2008, um, they don't get reset through uh, through that, cri uh, that that crisis because if it if 2008 was allowed to e expand, that was what was, was happening. We had a business where we had containers all over the world um, in tra in transit, and the counterparty banks and all these other countries wouldn't take our money. It was in our bank, it was a ledger item in our bank, but nobody would take it. And so for three days, containers just stopped and as no one took our, our money. And what you realize, the entire global financial system was going to cascade and collapse. That's why they came in with TARP. They weren't just bailing out the US, they were bailing out the entire monetary policy of the world, the rails of commerce on, on the world. So, so it's hard to look back at that time and then say what would have happened because there wasn't Bitcoin at that time. Right. There wasn't, there wasn't a transition mechanism from this system to another system. So there probably wasn't a way to, without a complete and utter collapse. And if, if, you had, if you let that collapse happen around the world, do you think dictators would rush in and take advantage of that? Of course. Of, of, yeah. course. of course. And so, it would, uh, so it's hard to look back and say, what are the, what, uh, but, but, you can say this for sure. By failing to do what capitalism requires, 
the free market requires and and bailing out the architects of the crisis by socializing the losses you send a signal to capitalism itself that said if we are too big to fail then there has to be a there then the government will always bail us out always so so what do you think happens as more and more do less people know that or more people know that right and and as more people know that they race in and they distort capitalism further and further and further because they know their leveraged bets are always going to be paid by the taxpayer bonuses get bigger nobody goes to jail and at the end of the day you're going to get refunded and 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 now today um 10 year 15 years later people think that that's capitalism they think that's the free market and it's it's such an it's a frankenstein version of crony capitalism that is that is not, it it actually looks more like communism than capitalism uh, well it looks like capitalism for poor people and socialism for rich people exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Communism yeah. for the rich uh, and, and, and uh, capitalism for everybody else to suffer through. That's right. I, I love what you said about what you've done with your family. Yeah. I've wanted to do it. My kids are way too young, two and seven. I don't feel like I can pack them up and do that. But it leads to a point, A, you've been making forever. We live in a world now with the technology exists where you can just do that. You don't need to be in school. Maybe you don't need to go to college. Maybe you just learned to code. Maybe you already have some awesome job playing video games in the metaverse when you're 13 and have, have made a million dollars, right? But what that brings me to is the fact that our kids, certainly mine, are going to grow up in a Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, native world. And maybe I can't see it, because it's so new to me being in my 40s, but isn't all of what we're talking about just gonna disappear sort of into the ether as this just becomes a part of the underlying technology, the conversation, and our kids are gonna laugh at us that we didn't even know about it? Yeah, so, so it would, it'll be, people don't talk about the internet like they talk about Bitcoin. It is the, it is the rails that we build a commerce on top of, and all, all, it powers communication. It's just an open communication platform. That everything else was built on top. Bitcoin is is that platform that everything's going to be built on top. Now that cr creates if you're in an old world get industry getting disrupted by that, I understand that I have empathy for what you're going to uh, face because. But if for our kids building on top of that, you could create so much value for other people on top yeah. of that network, just like all of the wealth that was created on top of the internet. And so that's what's ha happening right now, and it's wildly, um, it's wildly positive um, as we move through through this. But depending on your point of view, if you're in in the if you're in the old system breaking down, you're not going to think it's very positive. But anybody could change in an instant and say, I want to explore this and I want to see where I can provide value. That, that, that's what I was going to say. It's you know. We'll live in a world where you can pivot very quickly. Yeah, yeah, Warren Buffett's not pivoting. Yeah, exactly. And Elizabeth Warren's not, not pivoting, pivoting, right? But but actually, th if you think about what gives them their control structure, so Warren Buffett gets his control, his wealth is a derivative of the fiat system. Um, in 2008, when remember he bailed out Goldman Sachs, um, got preferred shares in, in, in Goldman Sachs, and then Goldman Sachs became a bank. To be able to access TARP funding, yeah, you think he might have known that transaction was coming, and so, so, and 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 so he 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 gains a lot of his wealth from a system that requires this manipulation, uh, and and he might not see it 
um, that something so profound for so many people on on, on the planet, um, it might uh, it is a it's a different system, but it doesn't benefit him in the same the same way the existing system. And and if you take Elizabeth Warren, as more as as you drive inflation, and more people are left out. Um, she, she gets a stronger calling because those people left out want to blame somebody. And, and those people left out want to blame the rich. And that was created by the same policies, transferring wealth from the middle class and poor to the rich that she advocates for. And then she, gets, then she takes advantage of, of dividing society by blaming the by, by blaming the rich when it's not they're just a, they're a, they're a, it's a system problem right but that leads to the fact people like that I'm not picking on her but you're either dumb you're in denial or you're evil yeah. <laughs> right right and she's not dumb she's to, not right dumb. we know that she yeah. she's not dumb and I don't think those people are so is it just a is it cognitive dissonance because you've had a belief system for so long maybe that's my glass half full is that you don't see how it can help people. If you're a liberal, if yeah. you're on the far left side, Bitcoin should literally be the dream that you're pushing to every person. This should not be, yeah. and I don't think it's as politicized as they make it, but if you believe in helping the average person, you, should be, the, you should be an ally, not yeah. an enemy. You should be a flag carrier, carrier for this. Um, and, but, but let's just say, in her world, let's just, um, and I think it's worse than this, but let's just give her the benefit of the doubt. In her, in her uh, world, everyone's saying, I love you, I love how you're standing up for my rights. And, and, and Does she not read Twitter? It, 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 exactly. <laughs> Most people in her whole entire power base and her entire election base is telling her, yeah, you go after them. And she just believes her own- well, What bubble is that? Because uh, okay, it, it, I, could, I, it could be the same bubble, that if you were just being on, on it could, it's not, but it could be the same bubble we all fall into. When people tell us we're, uh, we're really great, we want to believe them and we want to keep on doing that, uh, that, that thing. Andrew Yang, when I talked to Andrew Yang, he said, you're the first person that ever got me to see Bitcoin was different in this because his whole, his whole policy agenda UBI. was UBI. And, and he couldn't see that that was making the whole thing worse. But now how do you backtrack from that statement? I, I, has he backtracked from UBI now? I mean, he's starting a complete, completely, and listen, you're allowed to, a mark of intelligence is strong opinions loosely held, right? And, That's what I wrote in my right, book. Of course, and, but for someone like him, I mean, his entire platform was effectively, to, to, but he had the right idea with the wrong solution. Yeah in your mind, right? The idea is the same that's in your book. Yeah. Technology is gonna take your job, things are gonna get cheaper, you're gonna to have to work less, in theory, but it's just the solution to give everybody a bunch of money that they print maybe isn't. What, you, what you just said is the thing that gives me hope. Um, the, the free market has all of our ideas. And, and when you say only these ideas count, and we're gonna manipulate media just so these ideas count, or if you're World Economic Forum, and these ideas come. Same idea, technology is going to replace jobs. But if you're in that idea and you're saying, I need to control it all because I need to control those, those useless people that aren't smart enough, enough to know this, 
and I'm not saying this in a, and it sounds like a derogatory way, but you could make make a, a convincing case to a, to a small group of people and say, we have to do this to save people, and you could okay. believe your own, sure. and you could believe your own bullshit about having to having to do this, and you create create an entire structure of we're smarter than all those people, and those people don't know, so we better do that. We better create yeah. the, create this. So. Um, but who decided to give you that power? And that's actually what I, why I say I'm positive on the future. The free market is all of our ideas competing for attention. My book was just one of those ideas, which was a different idea than all of these other things that cut through the clutter. And, and why, it, why it turned into a bestseller, why we're talking right now, why, why it, is it, it, that idea is more powerful than a bunch of the other ideas. And, 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 and where that leads into Bitcoin is, Bitcoin is, is the only way to get from a transition from a system that has to go through these iterations um, to a, um, without controlling everything through a central structure, is the only way to transition to a different, uh, different system. And, and that's a really powerful idea that's unstoppable. It's so interesting though, because that really does sort of let them off the hook from 2008 and before, because there, maybe there wasn't an answer, but now they have no excuse. There is, and, and whether they see it or not, whether any single person, Bitcoin's so much more powerful than me, you, any single, it doesn't matter if you're here, don't trust your heroes, right? Don't meet your heroes sometimes. <laughs> um, and uh, and, and um, it's an idea. And the idea, the idea is all of us, and it's a, it's a really powerful idea. And if enough people believe in that idea and move towards it, our world is just an, it's made up of ideas, right? This chair competed against a whole bunch of other ideas of chairs to get sit to be right here, and that was a free market force that that uh, that it was in somebody's brain that created a company around delivering this. It had to compete against all of the other ideas to get here. Um, the entire system that we live in, that most people believe that you have to have inflation to have a productive society, is just an idea. It's, it's a wrong idea. It might have been right in the past where you had hard money and a credit-based system on top, and to 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 drive velocity and money, you had to have more and more credit. But Bitcoin replaces that idea because you you can have velocity through technology instead of credit, and it and so it's just an idea fighting for attention, and but that idea is a very powerful idea that is based on truth, hope, abundance, and 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 I think it's inevitable. I love it. So they say never meet your heroes, but that's going pretty good for me here. I think what you're doing is absolutely incredible. I hope we get another book, third, fourth, fifth. I'll tell you the one person, though, never meet your heroes, that that was true is Nassim Taleb, who's called me an idiot enough times now on Twitter that I've finally given up. <laughs> so where can everybody uh, follow you and keep up with you after this conversation? Best is just at Jeff Booth on Twitter. Guys, check out Jeff Booth at Jeff Booth on Twitter. Thank you so much for taking the time. I'm glad that we got to do it while things were a, a little bit quiet and before it gets out of control. And it's always amazing to put a put a face to a name after talking so many times yeah, through a awesome. through a screen. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Thanks Jeff. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't already left a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do that now. Spotify just added ratings, so please go ahead and click that five star. I'll see you guys next time.